it's our duty to hold fast to those tenets of truth and good journalism and do the best we can because if not, the story will be told in a way that perhaps isn't as genuine by someone else. I'm Kevin Christopher Robles. Welcome to a retrospect special feature. On this episode, we check in with Editor-in-Chief Owen Roach about The Observer and its place within Fordham University. This is Retrospect, the official podcast of the Fordham Observer. Joining me now is Owen Roach, Editor-in-Chief of The Observer. Thanks for joining us. It's good to be here. So, Owen, how has the semester been? Wow, that's, that's, a, that's a question right there. Um, the semester has been good. The semester has been, you know, the culmination of a lot of hard work from our <laughs> ever-growing staff. And uh, it's, it's, it's been fun to watch this paper grow. How are things looking in the mid-year right now? In the mid-year, um, all of our sections are very strong, following uh, a very strong recruiting class for our midterm elections. Uh, I'm really excited to see what the freshmen uh, can do because they've already done so much. Our editors that have been with us uh, for a whole year now are really starting to show uh, their authority, their expertise. Um, they're starting to take risks that they wouldn't have taken before, and uh, they're really paying off. Also, we're saying goodbye to a couple of our uh, editors, uh, some to jobs, some to studying abroad, uh, and their presences will also be missed dearly. Do you think the Observer will be okay without them next semester? We'll survive. We won't be the same, and we hope they'll come back every once in a while or stop in or give us a call, but it won't be the same. So, Owen, part of what I wanted to talk to you about today involves kind of the sense of the Observer as an institution and where it fits in with Fordham. Now, a lot of students could pick up a copy of The Observer, they could go on the website, but sometimes it seems as if The Observer exists independent of the student body. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a valid um, assessment, an outside assessment uh, of The Observer. I think that someone, one of the editors has told me that um, their roommates go by the uh, the saying that, you know, how do you know someone's on The Observer? Because they won't shut up about it. Um, The Observer is filled with passionate, passionate people who know more about the goings-on in the university than the average student. Um, And that obviously translates in the work uh, that we produce. Um, But I think that The Observer is a newspaper. Um, It is a newspaper with a social presence, with an online presence, Um, but it's not the first place that students go to instinctually for um, information. Um, there are other sources such as, you know, any of the, the public safety apps like the Citizen app. Um, they go to national news. Um, you know, students oftentimes don't give the observer the time of day because they don't know what they're missing. They don't know the student angle that we have that you can't get anywhere else. Um, and they don't know how crucial the observer is to, you know, rooting yourself in the fabric of the university to keep keep yourself grounded both on campus and in New York City um, when it's so very easy to you know look look to the horizon especially in New York do you think the fact that the observer is still primarily a print newspaper contributes to the fact that our readership can sometimes feel a little unrepresentative of the student body at large sure uh, I, I think that's uh, 
valid criticism as well. Um, the Observer is currently um, transitioning to a digital and mobile first mindset, just like every other um, legacy media outlet out there. Um, but I think there's there's something about uh, print media that will never die. Um, the skills involved with layout, with visual storytelling um, can translate to online, but they're not the same as uh, picking up a copy. And I think that anyone who picks up a copy of The Observer knows that the stellar layout editors that we have do an incredible job uh, putting together all of these stories into a, a, a very manageable and intriguing and visually appealing package. But yeah, um, our, our look or our vision is always towards um, the digital sphere. Our social media presence is uh, better than ever. Uh, our website is better than ever. Um, and we're, we're evolving that way. So something that The Observer is known for, um, we've broken a lot of big news stories, especially in the past year or so. For instance, the student death at Rose Hill last semester and things involving the philosophy professor Jaworski and the sexual harassment allegations concerning him. And it can often seem as if The Observer is functioning in a way that is attracting maybe an older readership. Um, and do you think sometimes that The Observer is more geared towards catering to that audience than to the actual students at Fordham? I think that we definitely have an appeal, especially among the alumni community, uh, as you know, a student newspa newspaper that is all but independent um, and has the, can, can, has the liberty to report on things very genuinely. Uh, in ways perhaps uh, that the university may be slow to do. Um, but I think that, yeah, the, the Observer, as of late, has been characterized by punching a little above its belt um, with varying de degrees of success. Uh, but I think it's, it's very encouraging that we're trying. Uh, it's very encouraging that we're not afraid to fail, uh, taking on stories that, are, that encompass uh, so many different aspects uh, of both the Fordham community and the, and the world at large. Um, and the fearlessness with which the Observer approaches all of its news coverage is scary. And it's not without its stumbling blocks. Um, but I think that it's worthwhile, and I hope that students take notice of it. Considering the current state of student journalism, especially with incidents like what happened at Northwestern University, where their student newspaper came under flack for how they covered political protests, what do you think is the role that The Observer plays when it comes to matters of national importance? Student journalism is inherently messy and full of conflicts of interest. By the very virtue of being a student and a journalist, it's immediately a conflict of interest. Um, members of our staff, our club members elsewhere, um, do things outside of uh, the university, you know, uh, the, the entire existence of everyone on our staff is a huge conflict of interest. Um, but that's just the nature of student journalism. And at the end of the day, you have to have some sort of pillar to cling to. Um, and The Observer, along with uh, many other student newspapers, if not all of them, uh, chooses to cling to the truth. And, you know, unbiased reporting, getting a comment from all of your sources, um, all of the, the tenets of good journalism that have been passed down by professional journalists and those before us, and uh, we model ourselves after them. Do we succeed all the time? Of course not. Um, but if there's ever a time to mess up, to fail forward fast, to learn, it's in college. 
So the Observer, as a student news organization, um, has a lot of value because there are some issues that happen within uh, the confines of campus and of, of Fordham University that get commented on by outside news outlets, by people who have never gone to Fordham University, to, by people who have no idea what it's like to be a member of the Fordham community, much less an undergraduate at Fordham. Uh, and in that case, who better to report than us, than all of the student news outlets at Fordham University? Uh, that's where we shine. That's where our expertise lies. Um, that is where we are the strongest. That's where we carry the most weight, and that's where we're the most valuable. Uh, so when those sorts of things happen that attract national attention, that happen, you know, a couple floors down in Lowenstein or something like that, or, or on campus or up at Rose Hill, um, it's our duty to hold fast to those tenets of truth and good journalism and do the best we can, because if not, the story will be told in a way that perhaps isn't as genuine by someone else. So I think that's our job. So you mentioned briefly the sort of conflicts of interest that students can sometimes and can sort of always be party to. Do you think there are ways to mitigate that, or is it just something that we have to accept as part of the fact that, you know, that's, that student newspapers exist to begin with as a sort of self-contradictory institution? Mm, I think our standard journalistic process uh, accounts for these things. Um, you know, members of a club can't report on that club. Um, you know, it's, it's bad journalistic practice to ask your friends for interviews. Um, all of our staff is cognizant of those sorts of um, limits on their reporting, and, and they know uh, when to recuse themselves from an investigation or you know, uh, refrain from commenting on something that they're personally involved in. Um, but yeah, the, the, the core conflict of interest being at a university and reporting on it, um, you know, telling the stories of the people around you and um, reporting on the events in the university that you may have witnessed offhand, that you may have never expected, that have, may rock um, the student body to its core, uh, those are the things you don't expect. Um, and those are the things you can't avoid. Uh, stories that involve individuals in the foreign community that we are very close to, uh, but still have the duty to report on, uh, that's where it gets muddy. And that's where you have to hold fast to your roots and uh, make sure that you're doing things by the book, uh, because those are the times when judgment calls get dangerous. So what's next for The Observer? What's next for The Observer? Well, I believe The Observer, and I may be biased, but I believe The Observer uh, is on an upward trajectory. I think that uh, the quality of the paper that we put forth is is so good, and it's, it's a pleasure to read uh, every time you go to print. Um, I think the people that make up The Observer, we're, it's just full of talent that's been here for far longer than their sanity would suggest they'd be here for, and you know, promising freshmen who their first semester took it upon themselves to uh, write for The Observer. and prove themselves worthy uh, of an editorial position. Um, the Observer is so chock full of talent in a university, so chock full of talent um, that it falls to us to just hone that talent and to temper it with the rules of good journalism and to hone it to a point where we have quality student journalists on our staff. But what else is, is 
next for The Observer. Um, I think my goal as editor-in-chief, uh, or one of them, uh, is to increase this intangible term uh, that's a little infuriating called presence. The Observer is present. We are physically present on Rose Hill and Lincoln Center campuses. But in that intangible sense, and as we've discussed before, The Observer sometimes isn't present in the lives of undergraduates, in the lives of the Fordham community. I think it falls to us, especially in this coming semester, to put ourselves in a position where we're in students' lives, we're on their social media feeds, um, we're putting together uh, reads that they can skim through on the train, uh, we're putting together podcasts they can, that they can listen to uh, on their commute. Um, we're Thank putting together, <laughs> of course, of course. Um, but the Observer is, it, it falls to us to tell stories in more ways than we ever have before. And um, as we branch out into all these different avenues of storytelling for this campus that we know best, um, we cling fast to the truth. We cling fast to um, our founding principles of good journalism. We, we trust each other um, to have both the best interests of the paper and the university and the community at heart. Um, and we trust each other to never make a decision alone. In the coming semester, we look to build a, a cohesive group. You know, outside of the writing and the editing aspect, we're a family. We don't run if we don't all like each other or at least tolerate each other. Um, so that, that sort of team building is very important. And um, the way we exist just socially as a group is, is important. Um, but what else is next for The Observer? I think that it's a good question, because I've, I've given you some press conference answers. Yeah. Um, but the real answer for what's next for The Observer, uh, hmm. So the future of The Observer, I think, is the future of student involvement at Lincoln Center. Um, I'm sure everyone's noticed, or at least has an inkling of the fact that there are more people, there are more warm bodies on this campus than there have ever been in the past. Uh, that means that there are more people who want to join clubs. That means there are more people who are applying to create clubs of their own. Um, that means that our United Student Government has their hands full more now than ever um, with all of these people who want to add to the student experience at Fordham Lincoln Center. And we've written about this in the past, but um, our campus in particular is characterized by apathy or by people with their interests elsewhere because we live in a global city. We live in a city where you go a couple blocks and you can go protest at a real political rally instead of um, you know, protesting something that's going on at your rinky-dink university. Um, so I believe that the, the Observer, as we chronicle the goings-on of this university and how, so, and how interesting everything is here, uh, and all of the student activities that go on that people can't make because they've got a class or they've got a job. Um, as we improve our ability to chronicle uh, every aspect of the university, the parts that are pretty and the parts that aren't, um, I think that forges a deeper connection with this school and the administrators and the faculty and the staff uh, and the entire Fordham community, as goes the observer's coverage uh, of the goings-on of the university, so goes the student's interest, the student's involvement, um, the undergraduate enthusiasm of this campus. Um, there's so much about this school that I am 
absolutely sure that you don't know. And there is so much about this school that I am sure that I don't know. Um, but, you know, if you stick with the observer as we find out, I think you'll find that there's a lot to love about this university and there's a lot to talk about and there's a lot to discuss. There's a lot to get mad about. And that's what college is for. So if there is anything else, Owen, thanks for joining us. Yeah, that's all I got. Um, I'm so thankful for this paper. I'm so thankful for everybody here. You know, here's to another, another semester, another 40 years. Cheers, man. Thanks for having me. This has been Retrospect. Thank you for listening to our second season. We'll be back after the holidays with Retrospect Season 3. Until then, I'm Kevin Christopher Robles. Merry Christmas.